Merry Christmas. And welcome to the Deuce Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. Jeremy, we're doing something special this holiday season. We're checking out the second installment of uh, classic TV Christmas specials. Yeah. So we thought we'd do something different. Yeah. These aren't necessarily movies, but Christmas specials that aired uh, very popular Christmas specials. Yes. You would say we found... Uh, very unique um, and interesting trivia that goes along with, you would say, possibly the, sec- the second installments. Yes, yeah. Um, but there's a little weirdness to that that we'll get to. Um, we're going to do the sequels to Frosty the Snowman coming up here. Yes. But first we want to make a honorable mention. There is a sequel to How the Grinch Stole Christmas, or a prequel that we found and watched. Right. Uh, called Halloween is Grinch Night. Right. And um, I guess, what can you say about this this special? Um, By the way, all the specials that we're talking about, you can find on YouTube. So yeah. you can watch this on YouTube. Yes. Which I really recommend you watching this on YouTube. Not for the reasons of being great, but just being very, very weird. Yes. And I think I was watching this movie and, and I said to myself... This movie is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and I've seen the movie Holy Motors. <laughs> yeah, this thing is a trip. It's crazy. Well, it, it's okay. So, so just quickly touching base on it, the whole story is like we we were like, okay, Halloween is Grinch night, and we're thinking it's gonna be kind of like um, almost like Nightmare Before Christmas, where it kind of yeah. blended the two holidays together. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. It is its own kind of, like, encapsulated thing. We found out, like, as we were starting to watch it, and we were like, what the hell is going on? And we looked it up and realized it's actually a prequel. Mm-hmm. But even then, it just makes no sense because there's, like, stuff that disconnects it from the other ones. And so after we got done watching it, we were like, you know, let's just talk about it, but it's not going to be our focus of the mm-hmm. episode. Yes. Um, but... Because it's not because a it's a prequel and b it's a Halloween special and it's not so it's really not really even a Halloween special not really no it is a Doctor Seuss to, special kind it's of like thing. a Doctor Seuss horror movie it yeah, is kind so of. strange um I really don't know how much to describe it outside of like whenever there's this like sour foul smelling wind that comes in and mm-hmm. like these conditions are right. The Grinch's powers are, like, at full peak. He has powers? Yeah, apparently. So they had, uh, he was up on his mountain, and the foul wind comes in, which starts these animals growling at each other, which makes the water churn, which wakes up these, like, I don't know, sort of Loch Ness monsters monsters. start howling. And when all those conditions are right, he can do other things, like he changes shape and he can like grow giant and shrink down the mm-hmm. Grinch can. So he takes his, uh, they say when all this happens that he goes on the prowl. And so he <laughs> takes a, uh, his cart and starts going towards Whoville. But then like, he, he, we have a song from the dog, Max. 
Right. Appeared. Played by Henry Gibson, Henry known Gibson. from the Burbs. Yeah, the yeah from the Burbs. And Laughing. Yeah, Laughing. Yeah, and he sings, but like it's not really Max doing it's it, but it's like. Inner sp- dialogue? Yeah. It's very strange. Inner dialogue? <laughs> Correct. Um, and so we have. Uh, <laughs> we have. Josiah? Yeah, there's. Josiah, Mariah, and Josiah, and Mariah are like the grandparents or Look, parents. People know Doctor Seuss a lot with rhymes. This thing is the worst rhyming thing I've ever. Well, it drops in and out of rhyme scheme, right? And then sometimes it sometimes won't rhyme at all, and sometimes it rhymes too much, and sometimes it's kind of like this. It's this like weird, weird rhyme pattern, like yeah, like Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, like, I just was gonna say that. Like, like imagine sometimes where his inviting like, him over, Lin Manuel Miranda over for like a dinner party, and all he wants to do is keep rhyming everything you say, but he can't do every word correctly. You know how like, or he can't figure it out. Really, you know how quickly. like sometimes he rhymes like the middle of words. Right. Like he'll he'll rhyme. He'll do like assonant rhymes. Mm-hmm. Where he rhymes like the vowel sounds for everything, mm-hmm. and then like but he draws them out when he does. Mm-hmm. You know whatever. I'm like, okay, you know. But that's kind of what this does. It's and sometimes they just drop out of it altogether. Sometimes they just talk. Yeah, and it, I mean. <laughs> The original was kind of like that, but like this was really bad. Not to not to this point. No, this no. was just really bad. But okay, so the Boris Karloff was deceased by then, so he yes. did not play Grinch. But Hans uh, Hans Conry did it. Okay, who was the voice of Captain Hook? Yes, Captain uh, Hook from the and, Peter Pan yeah, animated. Yeah, and, and so, um, the guy who did Tony the Tiger, who who was the original singer, is singing in this one as well. Thrills uh, Ravens uh, mm-hmm. Ravenscroft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a name. Yeah, no, it's fitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah. that guy. That guy's voice is fantastic. By the way, yeah. But what's the weird thing? So I mean, this thing's weird. Like okay. his eyebrows come to life. Okay, so at one point. So in what? The, I'll I'll give you a little quick summary of something. Yeah, please. So everybody sees the foul wind is coming, and so. Grandma and Grandpa, Josiah and Mariah, <laughs> take their kids, including Eucariah, which is all, all this is just so they can rhyme it. Um, right. He takes them inside. He decides he has to go out. They keep saying, I have to go to the euphemism, mm-hmm. which is basically, we know it means he's, he needs to go house? to the outhouse. He needs to go take a shit or something. Just say that. Yeah. And so I know you could have rhymed that better. People really wanted to cancel... Dr. Seuss, but they should have canceled. You know, I would suggest if they really, like, first off, nobody canceled Dr. Seuss. But if they did, I would suggest they did this. (laughs) (laughs) But back in the day, they kind of tried. Um, Yeah, but not for the same reasons. No. So they chase down, there's like a a puffball creature that's like an endangered species in their place. It's the last one, and like. The Grinch is hunting it down. It looks like if a wuzzle, like, bathed in uh, Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And just was all like, and, like, tried to be cute about it? Yeah. No. Yeah, it was weird. It has nothing to do with anything. No, nothing. But, like, uh, they try to chase it down. Max ends up, like, stopping the cart so the thing can get away. So Mm -hmm. then Max and the puffball creature are in trouble. (laughs) And Eucariah has blown up to the, the mountain. And so he keeps trying to interrupt the, the Grinch to stop him from getting to the town. And at one point, the Grinch starts singing this nonsense song. 
Oh, it's it is, it's nonsense. Uh, I, I need to mention that for a reason. So it's nonsense. But he starts singing it. And his eyebrows fly off and turn into like a creature. Like a bat? Yeah, like a bat kind of a thing that flies around and terrorizes the them. What the so fuck? that's part of his magic is he has mm-hmm. he can make his eyebrows do those. Didn't things. know that. Nope. I don't think anybody knew that. And then like uh so he decides to he goes past and so Eucharia's like, I can't let this go. And so then he like slides down the hill to stop him again. And eventually the Grinch uh, like keeps getting past him, and then he finally, he snaps his fingers, and all these like little rungs come out of the side mm. of his cart, and he makes makes Eucharia climb to the top of it. When he climbs to the top, he opens the top of the cart, and this like blob thing that kind of looks like the Grinch comes out, and it's like he releases like evil spirits or, it's or like something. A, it's like a it's an, a fucking acid trip. Then it turns into like what I said. Uh, I think I told you that looks less like Tim Burton and more like Tim Tim Hortons. Yeah. Or Tim Horton here's a who. Yeah. T- <laughs> t- <laughs> uh, yeah. Tim Burton here's a who. Yeah. Tim Burton here's a who. Yeah. It was very weird. It reminded me of like. Um, how trippy that thing was like with, with Winnie the Pooh where they had like the heffalump thing, the, yeah. the marching thing where mm-hmm. it was like, oh my God, what's happening? It's like that. But you said that you know some information behind. Yeah. So. Give a little bit of that and we'll kind of move a little forward. But. So this movie had a lot of weird controversy. Um, Because, you know, like it was already like you're, you've got attention because it's, it's, you know, building off something that's beloved. So, it was, people accused it of having subliminal messages involving occultism. What? Yeah. So, uh, several characters formed horn signs by their hands, because they were, like, doing these weird things, like poses and stuff. Supposedly, they said they were forming horn signs with their hands, the mark of the beast. Like the devil. Yeah. And so, they, they keep talking about, I wouldn't go out for... $6.60. Six dollars and sixty cents, and then they were like, "I wouldn't go up for sixty-six thousand and six hundred, you know, whatever dollars." And they keep saying these things, adding money on, but be- and it's not even like sixty-six thousand six hundred. It's like sixty-six thousand and some other random, like right. more Susie number. But people say it's sixty-six thousand six hundred, and go, "See, he says that it's the mark of the beast, but that's not what he says." Right. But they. Oh, so we had uh, they, QAnon people uh, back yeah. then. Yeah, so okay. they, they assume okay. it's like that. So it's Just like, checking. oh, they see the mark of the beast. And then another, uh, there's another musical number, As the Grinch Creeks Ever Closer, uh, and it has, has a literature replacement to blasphemy. The Grinch <laughs> sings in communist Russian text in the what? eyebrow song, is what they claimed. They claimed, but they, there was, that's gibberish. It was gibberish. That it's is not gibberish. Russian. Yeah. It sounds like it could be words, but it's not. It's no. just gibberish. Uh, it sounds like he's casting a spell. I mean, it's just it's meant yeah. to be nonsense. Uh, and then the the ghosts that come out of the things. Now, they are just like nondescript, like creepy yeah. looking ghosts. People state, said they thought that the first ghosts were supposed to be KKK ghosts. What? And that another one where it was like it had four legs and was walking after him, they were like, "See, that's a swastika." You people have too much time. Yeah, 
People and so it was supposed to be this huge, like, filled with occultism and hate symbols. I didn't and, get like, that at all. And Russian whatever. I thought there was a, is a weird little magic. thing that tried to, like, mix. Like, early on, like, before Tim Burton and, you know, like you said, yeah. you know, Nightmare Before Christmas tried mm-hmm. to, like, mix these two holidays up. Um, so, no, I don't think that. No. Yeah, very bizarre. Dumb. Dumb. So anyway, that's all. It, more it was a 1978 primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Children's Program. So um, the Emmys don't always get it right. This is probably the case. It's really weird, but it's something that you kind of need to experience at least once. So I do encourage finding Halloween's Grinch Night or uh, Grinch Night. Sometimes it's called It's Grinch Night. Yeah. Um, so just look it's, that up. It's included on a lot of, like, if it, you have a is, Grinch DVD, it might be an extra on there It might already. be an extra or a bonus feature yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. So if you do have the Grinch Stole Christmas, it might be on that. Um, but I do, I, I encourage people to check it out just once yeah. to see how weird it is. Yeah. Watch it on Don't YouTube, you if yeah. nothing else. So, well, let's yeah. move uh, forward to our um, uh, main event, you would yes. say. Our main talk, which is the Frosty, the Snowman movies. Yes. Now, this is very interesting in itself, too, Jeremy, in the fact that um, we're actually, Frosty the Snowman has kind of two sequels in a way. Yes. Basically, the rights to the special uh, were held by Warner Brothers, uh, which used to license to the show for Freeform, uh, the Freeform channel. Oops. Sorry. Uh, the later aired the special annual 20 Days of Christmas. Yeah. Uh, in 19... I'm sorry, 19... In 2018, AMC took over the license for the special because the ownership of the television rights to Rankin and Bass Library was sp- split into two parts, one including production prior to 1974 and one including after 1974. Yes. So the original one came before 1974, so because of that, Franklin and Bash did a sequel of that. Franklin and Bash? Franklin, did I say Franklin and Bash? You said Franklin and Bash. Yes, I'm sorry. We were making fun of <laughs> their name. Franklin and Bash, also Mark Paul Gosler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rankin and Bass, sorry, did a sequel to Frosty's, Frosty the Snowman called Frosty Winter Wonderland. But the telecast rights uh, then were released to CBS which made their own sequel yeah. called Frosty Returns, Yes, which we'll, we'll talk about both of these. Again, both of these can be seen on YouTube, so you can look them up. Frosty Returns is quite amazing in the cast itself, yeah, in the production of it, which is very weird, which we will get to, they, but let's talk yeah, about they it. Bo- they both have their strong points. They both have their strong points, <laughs> yeah. correct. But um, let's talk about Frosty's Winter Wonderland first. Yeah. Um, yeah, this reminds me both by, way, by Franklin, Franklin and Bash. Franklin and Bash, attorneys <laughs> at law. The, attorneys um, at law. So this actually, like, I have to say, like, because I was trying to think, I'm like, we've had something like this recently, and we've seen things in the past mm-hmm. where we were like, what? That's like that was supposed to be a sequel, but then it became its own thing. Right. And then we find this interesting. Yeah. You know, well, by and, doing this podcast, it's opened up. You know how rights are yes. kind of given to certain properties. Yeah. And we go, what? Well, okay, we, we get this, and then sequels them yeah. some, themselves, like what what it's originally a sequel isn't necessarily the second installment. Yeah, and so you kind of have to kind of backtrack and go, 
What's the yeah, true like, sequel? Like all the diehard movies, where none of them were supposed to be diehard movies. They were <laughs> right. picked up as from the detective things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but even those, like even like Die Hard Two, was supposed to be something else, and mm, Die Hard Three. That's true. They were was a different sequel, yeah. and then yeah. So, but I was trying to think of where we talked about this most recently, and it was with Halloween Two. Yes, and Halloween H two O. That makes where sense. It's like Halloween H two O. If you know, is supposed to retcon back to the first mm-hmm. one, so it's kind of the the second in the series. Kind of go down that branch, <clears throat> or there's Halloween Two, which is the other mm-hmm. branch of it, and so it's just like oh. we're Franklin and Bash in that too. I just wanted to say Franklin and Bash. I really think I should do a watch of Franklin and Bash. I think so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I should. Um, <laughs> Frosty is again. Uh, he is in Winter Wonderland. He is voiced by Jackie Vernon, yes. like the original. He was uh, voiced by Jackie Vernon too. Uh, Shelley Winters uh, is now as in this movie as Mrs. Frosty. It says yes. credited or Crystal, Crystal, yeah. because he gets a wife in this. Yeah, Andy it's... Griffith becomes the narrator because Jimmy Durante had a stroke. Yes, and so he was incapacitated. He, he could not do it. Uh, Dennis Day is Parson Brown, and Paul Freeze is Jack Frost. Yeah, and the traffic cop. voice actor, amazing voice actor. Yeah, uh, who did um, a voice in Bullwinkle? Who was yeah. he in Bullwinkle? Was uh, he? Um, he was Boris. Was he Boris? Yes, he was Boris in Bullwinkle. Yeah, so, but he, he much did, like Mel Black, he was very yeah, famous. He did. He did so many in his things. Voice of many talents. Yeah, he did yeah. so many things. Um. And he like even did a lot of like radio programs back in the day, um, but but you can actually hear um, a lot of voice actors who almost like picked up his mm. style. Yes, like, I think even more than Mel Blanc, you can hear a lot of people mm. like where they kind of learn from some mm. of the voices he did. Um, He's also in, yeah. he also was in the original ride of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, at Disney World. Yes. <clears throat> um, Excuse me. So, uh, do you want a synopsis on this? Yeah, if you want to. I mean, you kind of... Frosty's kind of lonely, so the kids think of making him a wife. Kind Crystal. of. But will Jack Frost let them be happy? Frosty's kind of horny, and he really wants a wife. Frosty's tired of Jack Frosting off. <laughs> Jack Frosted <laughs> off. On his own. So the kids make him a wife. (laughs) Yeah. They buy him a Russian bride from the snows of whatever. So, I mean, this, okay. So. It's kind of cute in that aspect of, of, of like, like Frosty gets a wife. Yes. And she comes to life. It's it's the Bride of Frankenstein. Yes, it is a Bride of Frankenstein in a way. A sweet version of that. Sweeter version. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and the kids want, you know, um winter to always kind of be there and they want uh, frosty and crystal to marry so yeah. they asked parson brown to marry but then parson brown goes i can't marry them they're not humans yeah. we need to make a snowman i, I brown. only marry my own kind <laughs> right thanks 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 snow is parson brown yeah. you bigot <laughs> snowphobic yeah <laughs> and the uh but yeah, that was a weird piece. Yeah. So what we neglect to say is that then they built a third snow person, mm-hmm. the Parson Brown Snow. Yes, they, yeah. yes. Um, but I like the scene where they were building Crystal 
And they're like, how do you want to hear Frosty? And we kept going, give him big boobs. Give him bigger boobs. I like big boobs. Put him on there. Put him on there. there. Give her a healthy pair. That's right. Please. Don't, uh, don't, Don't let my snowballs turn blue. (laughs) <laughs> the uh well they they build her and she's like so the whole thing is jack frost uh he's bringing winter around mm-hmm. the kids are excited that frosty could be coming back and he shows up he sends him a letter saying he's on his way because the first snow happens so he shows back up and uh, he's having fun with everybody at first, but then they all have to go inside. And, you know, he can't come in there with them. So he's just like sitting under a tree and they're like, you doing OK? And he's like, yep. You doing mm-hmm. this and this? Yep. And it, like, I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, he's just like, whatever. Got all emo on them. <laughs> and they were like, what the hell is your problem? And he's just like, lonely. I'm lonely. When you guys go inside, I can't go inside. I'll melt. Yeah. And so they're like, OK, well, OK. We'll, we'll build your wife. Yeah, so they... What's a wife? Yeah. It's a thing that you order from a catalog. <laughs> she will have... Oh, okay. ...an accent. <laughs> um, so, but no, they... They, mm, they build, they build I'll him take a that wife. one. What's the name of that one? Uh, that one's called Melania. Mm, I kind of want Crystal. Can I get Crystal instead? <laughs> so they, they build Crystal... Mm-hmm. And like, she's of course she's she's got a pink apron, and they gave her blue pearls for eyes, mm-hmm. like little plastic blue pearls for eyes, and then like a thimble nose, and then a rag mop for. But it makes hair. her look old. It does make her look really old. You know, with her not like hair. he's like ah, I like the cougars. Yeah, but I mean, she looks really old. But there's no, there's no mop. Like with... I get that she's voiced by Shelley Winters, but does she have to look like Shelley Winters? <laughs> You know yes. what I mean? You don't have to. Yeah. There, she's talented enough that she could just could be rely worse. on the voice. Shelly Winters from Night of the Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, so, so they build her. <clears throat> and in the meantime, Jack Frost is trying to steal Frosty's hat. Mm-hmm. Because if he has it, then Frosty won't be able to move around. And because of that, then he thinks that kids will like him. Or right, like, kids will like trying me. To, he's trying to ruin people's fun mm. because he's not having any. <clears throat> and so he uh, tries it first, but he steals one of the horse's hats on accident. And then um, after they bring Crystal to life, he brings her to life by proposing to her, giving her flowers made of snow. Mm-hmm. And when nothing happens, Frosty cries because he loves her, and then she comes to life. Mm. But after that, then Jack Frost steals his hat, and he turns back to a regular snowman. And Crystal makes him like a boutonniere because she loves him and she wants to marry him too. And when she puts the snow boutonniere on him, then he comes back. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, yeah. And so he doesn't need the hat, but he does mm. get it back. Um, and so uh, then they have the whole Parson Brown nonsense mm-hmm. about not being able to marry them. And uh, Jack Frost starts freaking out. And they're like, well, let's see if we can fix this. And mm-hmm. so 
Frosty and Crystal go over, and they're just like, we wouldn't be here without you. Mm. Like, you bring the cold, and we they live in the They convince them pretty quickly to just, you know, relax a little bit. Well, and, and part of it is because they're like, no, like, we would be honored. Like, you're a friend. Mm. Like, you... You helped make us. Like, why could we not get that? But I kind of wanted more animosity from Jack Frost. Like, I needed a little bit more villainness um, to I kind of thought there was like I thought it was interesting. They it ends pretty quickly with that animosity piece because then they were like, if you would be like our best person, or like we need more snow people. So he joins them for their wedding, which seems fine. But the, like I thought, like oh, this is pretty fast that this is over. Yeah. But then uh, Andy Griffith comes over and says there's more to the story because the winter, you know, it went through December and January and February and March and then well into April and it was still happening. Yeah. And it looked I mean, like winter wouldn't end. So I thought but it was like he's an doing that because not half. because he's angry. He's doing that because the children love it. Yeah. It was like an interesting like second half to that yeah. because he didn't do it maliciously. What happened was Jack Frost was like, he didn't want Frosty and Crystal to leave. And the kids were loving the winter. And so Jack Frost is like, I will make it always right. winter. Which is like, it's interesting to me because it's sometimes it's a fun villainous thing where it's like, yeah. they're doing things for like out of love, but it's like horrible. And so like Parson Brown shows back up and he was just like, where well, like the trees want their leaves to come out, like yeah. flowers are supposed to come up. We're supposed to have anti-snowman marches. You know, we're <laughs> supposed to do snow, we are. snow bigoted stuff. And uh, but they, he says, like they have to have these things. And so Frosty and Crystal are like, well, we'll move. We'll go back up north during the warm season. It's time for us to go. Mm-hmm. And Jack Frost agrees to like let it go back to yeah. normal, but that the next year he'll do it again. And so they show at the end, they show back up the next winter. Yeah, but there, like you said, there's some there was something wholesome about seeing Andy Griffith. Yes, and hearing him sing. Yes, um, but then he just kind of like disappeared. He wasn't in it that much. He just kind of was like you would say, like, walking on a lonesome like lonesome Dur- roads kind yeah. of a way. Yeah, it's just like Jimmy Durante with the narration piece. Like he was. I just wanted to do a face in the crowd I know you reference. <laughs> uh, and I will say, the music in this one is more of like classic holiday winter kind of music. Right. But it's also all just you know Frosty the Snowman. It's just a different version yeah. with Frosty and his wife. Yeah, and walking in a winter walking, wonderland and yeah, yeah stuff I mean like it's that. not really anything it's classic new. it's classic music yes there's it's classic there's nothing new about it but like from a classic standpoint you're like oh I know this song I know this like you can sing along it's to accessible the whole, yes you can right. it's accessible you can sing along to the whole thing um and and this the sound is good like the choir aspect of it sounds good like of the kids yeah. and whatever um and Andy Griffith sings which I always love, but it's nothing new, right? Nothing new, right? Music-wise. But, it's, it's, but we're it's not good reinventing the wheel. From a classic aspect. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But but where, zero, where's but the, where's very, our new very stuff? Very little effort music-wise. Right. There's not any. You know. Yes. There's nothing really new. There's not a new song. Yeah. It's everything we've heard before. If you have a Christmas, if you have a winter, like a song that you sing around the holidays that doesn't specifically mention Christmas, it happens during this. Yes. 
<laughs> Correct. Um, now on the opposite spectrum, you have the uh, Frosty Returns. Yes. Which is the other kind of sequel from yes. to Frosty the Snowman. Now, um, this is quite interesting. And um, there is... Uh, well, let's just talk about the cast for a second. Yes. So Jonathan Winters is the narrator of this one as compared to uh, Andy Griffith. With Jonathan Winters... So basically, you need to have the last name Winters to be in one of these cartoons. So we've, Ar- Ariel we've, Winters. Ariel Winters. We're, we're calling you for the next one. Um, so you had Charlie Winters and then Jonathan Winters, not related. Frosty the Snowman this time around, voiced by John Goodman. Yes. We have new characters. Holly, uh, Elizabeth Moss, a very young Elizabeth Moss. A nine or ten-year-old Elizabeth Moss. Yes, Uh uh, another another kid named Charles, uh, played by Michael Patrick Carter. You might know him as the kid from Milk Money. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the the town mayor kind of thing, right? Twitchell, Mr. Twitchell, played by Brian Doral Murphy. The, the wealthy capitalist, Mr. Twitchell. Yes. <laughs> Brian, Brian Doral Murphy, uh, or uh, Bill Murray's brother. Yep. You might know him. There's the crotchety neighbor lady. Played by Andrea Martin. Miss, Miss Car- who's also a teacher, Miss Carbuncle. That's true. She's also a who's, teacher. Who's voiced by Andrea Martin. And then, um, what did I got? The, Holly's mom. Holly's mom by yeah. Jan Hooks. Named Lil. Yeah. She's voiced by Jan Hooks. Yeah. Now, a lot of these people have a lot of things in common. And one of those common things is Mr. Lauren Michaels, who produced this. Produced by Lauren Michaels? Yeah. What the hell yes. is going on with this? Ah, oh, okay. Again, this is very weird, and we have to talk about this. Um, and we have to talk about the music. By the, by the way, I, I also should mention, it was written by Oliver right. Goldstick. Who is the Peanuts guy, who did the, most of the Peanuts, isn't he? There's he was, some guy that did the Peanuts. He was the... Pre- he, he was like uh, the producer of Pretty Little Liars. Oh, Pretty Ugly Little Liars. Ugly Betty. Okay. Oh, Bill. Okay, Bill Melendez. He did the uh, animator and voice actor for the Peanuts animated yes. specials. Correct. A lot of this looks like a really bad version of Charlie it, Brown. It looks like it looks like an SNL version of the, the it Peanuts. It really stuff. does. It really does. Uh, and a lot of people thought that South Park was kind of like that weird kind of bastard child of the peanuts. Yeah. But this kind of like has that in between weirdness of it. It does. It doesn't look like Rankin and Bass. No. It looks it looks this like they were very much to... separated from the original in the, a lot of ways. The main kid looks so much like a cross between Linus, Charlie Brown and, and Marcy. And Marcy. Which is crazy. And his name is Charles. Charles. Yeah. And Holly looks a lot like Peppermint Patty. Yeah, and and Lucy. Or and Lu- Lucy, yeah, like not, Lucy and Peppermint uh, Sally, Patty. That's what I'm thinking, Sally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of a combination of all yes. that. It's very odd. But we forgot to mention the music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you want to mention the music, the music? The music is original. Mm-hmm. Um, but who did the music? Who did the music? The guy from Devo. Oh yeah, Mark, Mark Mothersbaugh. Mothersbaugh. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah, Mark Mothersbaugh does the music so on this. So this is an all-star cast. Everything put together is pretty crazy for 1992, including yeah. Elizabeth Moss, yes. who was up and coming. Yeah. She wasn't even in her height in yeah, she'd, she'd done a few, like... She had done, like, picket fences and, like, some uh, other I, stuff. 
by then I don't she'd done picket fences. Um, she's pretty young. Yeah, she's very young. She'd done a she'd done a few things between uh up to that point. Like hardly anything. Um And what did we learn today, folks? Elizabeth Moss was on picket fences. That's what we learned today. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had Yeah. So this is crazy, and a lot of it, and, and, and honestly, even though I didn't know the music, I enjoyed the music. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Did you enjoy this music? Um. Yeah, I In did. In a weird way, it's toe-tappy. Yeah, it, it's toe-tappy. It was flip. more modern than the original. It's enjoyable, but it's almost like it's the flip side of a coin. Where like, but it's also like I could sing along memorable. to the other one, too. Right. But in this one, I'm like, ah, it's interesting, but like, I have no fucking clue. I don't remember most of the tunes or nope. anything. I'm never going to sing these songs ever again. No. And so it's neat, but you miss out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one thing about the music that I remember. When it comes to a scene where the old man, <laughs> the old man played by Brian Doyle Murphy <laughs> breaks into a rap and he just like keeps rapping. It's not right. like, it's not like a quick thing. He has a whole rap bit. Mm. Uh, and at one point he's like, "Cut the music!" So I'm like, "Oh, you were really rapping in there? It's not like a, like it's just like a needle drop rap by, mm-hmm. by Brian Doyle Murphy." But it seems very odd. This movie seems like why was like Lauren Michaels so adamant about doing this? It just seems because it's not a comedy. It's not like a parody. No, but it looks like it. Like you said, it looks like it could be. Yeah, you know, like one of those TV funhouse things. Yeah, but Mar- Lauren Michaels also does. A lot of different projects that yeah. you don't realize that he does. Right. But that's also probably why you have a lot of those people in there. He was able to pick up people he had worked with on stuff. Right. Most of these people are uh, either cast members from SNL or had the guest hosts. Yes. On SNL. So, I mean, you have those people there. Uh, uh, Jonathan Winters seems kind of weird and kind of out of place in this movie to me. Jonathan Winters? Yeah. I, I think they wanted the narrator aspect again. But he's... Okay, let me explain what his narrator thing is, too. He shows up and he's sitting on a snowflake. And so, apparently, he's like the great gazoo. He's like... <laughs> he is like three inches tall and like riding on a dog's head. And like magical. And nobody sees him. I mean, it's like... It's weird. And he's the worst animated thing out of the whole... Oh, agreed. He is really disturbing looking, isn't he? Like, more disturbing yeah. than Andy Griffith. Yeah, his ears are, like, on top of it. I mean, he looks weird. Yes. And it's it's the worst animated piece of it. But, so the, the synopsis is, uh, it opens with this number where the kids are cheering about snow, and the parents are bitching about snow. Because they hate it. Because it shows the kids playing in it. And it shows the adults cleaning it up. And scooping and like scraping their windows. Yeah. Being adults. Get yeah. over yourself. And uh, and so it shows like the two sides of that. At one point, uh, Holly is talking to her teacher, Mrs. Carbuncle. And she's like, you have to scoop the snow. Because if you don't, it turns to slush. And slush turns to ice. And ice turns to broken hips. And if I break my hip, then you're going to have a substitute teacher and, like, so on and so forth. Fine. Yeah, right? And so, like, she goes on with this whole thing. Um, and it's like, okay, well, we get it. Like, the, the adults don't like whatever. Holly 
uh, she goes inside her house and she's doing a magic trick with Charles where she's going to saw off his head. Um, which I think was just like a after school special waiting to happen. <laughs> um, but when that she he tells her to crack a window because it's hot in the room, she does the hat her hat magic hat blows away. When she goes to hunt it down, it's landed on Frosty apparently, and he's come to life. Uh, and it's very John Goodman like it, the attitude is different. Whereas like Frosty before was like very like. Hi guys, I'm your friend and like being <laughs> nice and stuff like that. He's almost more like kind of a slick talking like wow, yeah, I mean, what are you doing? I'm kinda in your face about this. Hey Just Winter's like, great. Yeah, a lot of, That means I can be here. Yeah, a lot of John Goodman type characters at the time where he's mm. got a little bit of charm to him. Mm. Um rubbing his bowling ball around <laughs> pulling out a gun. Yes, just like that. Just like that. <laughs> so he uh uh, while they're like playing and talking, Lil shows up and she's got this stuff called uh, was it winter winter's wheeze or something like a that? A summer's wheeze. Summer's wheeze, and it's a spray that summer's wheeze <laughs> makes me feel fine. <laughs> the uh, it's actually it's a douche, a right? Summer wheeze is it the douche? Yes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> It's lilac and old man breath scent. Some they, 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 uh, No, but it's a... Mr. Twitchell has invented this stuff, I think. It's like a spray can. Yeah, and so you spray it. Melts it. It's like the... vaporize. You spray it on snow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it basically makes it dissolve. And so there's no more scooping or whatever. And so the adults are going nuts and yeah, using it. Does it just disappear or turn to water? What's it do? Because it looks like it just disappears. And it, uh, I'm sure it vaporizes or something. Okay. But they spray it, and the snow disappears. And then, like, Frosty's like, oh, my God. Like, he gets hit with a little of it, and so he backs off. Well, then Mr. Twitchell's like, I'm going to be, like, the the king of the town. Because I'm going to get a bunch of this, and I'm going to send trucks around. Yeah, there's a winter carnival happening. Mm -hmm. And so he wants to clear all the snow out. So he's, he's blasting this all through the neighborhoods and... Getting rid of everybody's snow. There's still like a part, like a park where this winter festival is going to happen that does have snow. Um, but he decides he's going to do this to help the adults so that they all love him. Uh, Frosty, at one point, he's like, I don't know where I'm going to go. And Holly gets rid of a bunch of her like food and stuff and just puts him in the refrigerator for the day. <laughs> Uh, I guess a Holly. Great message. Great message. <laughs> yeah, get in the refrigerator. And close Salmonella's the door, great as long as you can hide your your snowman that talks. Yeah. Get in the refrigerator and close also, the like, door behind you, you, kids. Why are you alfing him? Yeah, like right. why are you putting him in the, the attic? You know. Yeah. No, don't do that. <laughs> so they uh, don't alf him. They're like, well, we can go. There's the ice castle in the winter thing. Let's go there. And so they head that mm. direction. And Ice Castles is my favorite movie about figure skating. Ice Castles? Isn't that a movie about figure skating? I'm going to look that up. You keep talking. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Twitchell sees him and he's just like, what the hell? And so he wants to spray Pretend him. I'm looking that up. So he stops his his hardcore rap that he's in the middle of. And is just like, let's go. And we're going to go after, you know, Frosty. So he goes after him. He can't Ooh, get in direct there. Direct to DV. Interesting. 
a came... remake of the 1970 film of the same name, Ice Castles. Huh. Oh, so it is a, yeah, I knew yeah. that, see? There you go. Because Ice Castles has that song in it. What song? Um, Yeah. <laughs> you know that one song? Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, so they chase him into the winter park. Well, he sends his cat in after him. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Twitchell has a cat that like looks somewhere between Garfield and Azrael from the <laughs> from the Azrael. from the Smurfs, and so he sends him in, and uh, he ends up spraying a hole through. They say he looks like the neighbor, the neighbor of Charlie Brown's cat. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Somebody sprays a hole through Frosty's stomach. Mm. And they're like, we need to do something. Right. It looks like, um, what, Meryl Streep in that one movie? Not She-Devil. Is it She-Devil? Death Becomes Her? Death Becomes Her. I don't know yeah. why I said She-Devil. I got yeah. those two movies confused. With Roseanne Barr? Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Meryl Streep was in that, too. Was she? Yeah. Okay, so that's why I got confused. Yeah. I used to watch it all the time. Mm. Don't know why. It's probably around the same time. Well, and that's why I got confused. Roseanne Barr played Veda Rose. <laughs> anyway, but, um, so, so they... John Goodman, Roseanne yeah. Barr. There you go. It's all connected. Oxycontin, I'm just saying. <laughs> Her uh, character died from Oxycontin. I know. On Connors. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, but they... Uh, so they end up... Uh, like saving winter more or less uh it's kind of convoluted from there like it, well they save it by like frosty does a big routine a dance number and, and people are like yeah you're back. right i do love snow yeah and snow comes back snow comes back and they're like yeah snow is good yeah. we should get rid of all these summer wheeze cans yeah i don't know would you want to keep them around in case like an accident happens well, i was like why don't you spray it on the spray streets? it on the streets Right, and sidewalks, but leave everything else. Right, whatever. Like um, this is what you you were complaining about. Like you don't yeah. need to use it for all the snow around the yeah. fucking town. Use it for what you guys were complaining about, like the parents. Yeah, which was scooping and shoveling yeah. the driveway yes. and the sidewalk. I don't know why I'm getting so adamant and angry at these townsfolk of these cartoon, but I'm getting crazy. You should summer wheeze. Makes me feel fun. Douche. <laughs> douche. <laughs> uh, Some douche. Douche. So, uh, yeah. So at the end, they are like, you're the king of the town for the, the winter carnival. Mm-hmm. And so Frosty wins. The old man is mad at him. And he's just like, hey, you know, you were trying to do whatever. Why don't you be the king of the carnival? And gives him the cape and the little crown and everything. And he's like, oh, hey, I'll help the people of the town. And, like, yeah. everybody is happy. Yeah. And then he's like, you know who's not fuck happy? you, I'm on my way out. Do you know who's not happy? Holly's parents. Because now they have no food. Because she forgot to food, put the food back in the refrigerator. That's true. We didn't see her do that. No, we didn't. Bitch. And Frosty's not real happy because in this one he has a polka dot bow tie, which he brings up. Constantly. Many times. Constantly. Yeah. Calm down. We know that hat is better. Yeah. Because I kind of miss the hat. I like having Frosty have a hat with like a flower on it. Yeah. Right? That's iconic. Yes. Yeah. For him. But you're like, I got a bow tie. Can you make it red next time? 
Oh, you know what, Frosty? You're going to get what you get. Yeah, you wear a scarf when I tell you to wear a scarf. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all there is yeah, to I say about that. Yeah, there is, too. Did we yeah. talk about the five questions? We shall, but again, both all three of these movies that we talked about are on YouTube, so you can watch them. Yeah. Um, I suggest watching them because they are yes. very interesting in the way that they are presented to the viewer. In certain ways. And so we're going to yep. continue talking about that right now. Yes. So let's talk about what were the best parts of these movies? That is a very good question because there's two things that we're uh, talking about. Um, I think the first movie is um, just the, I like the the fact that they added a wife mm-hmm. for, for Frosty. So they added more of a community for Frosty to like not live alone. Yeah. Um, I like that aspect and I like the whole Jack Frost aspect of like having him kind of part of, you know, in a way like, you know, their uncle. Yeah. Uncle Jack Frost kind of in a way. Yeah. And these kids have parents and they're Frosty and Crystal, um, which are also the name of like drug dealers, like Frosty and Crystal, yeah. you know. Frosty, uh, Frosty I'm gonna go get my. Crystal. I'm gonna go get my meth from Frosty and Crystal. I'm yep, just saying. That's right. <laughs> um, so I want to say that for that one, and then um, even though I don't remember the music, I remember liking the music mm-hmm. in the second one. So I would say the music. Okay. Other yeah. than that, I really didn't enjoy the second one a lot. Yeah. I felt like it was disjointed from the first one. Yes. It almost felt like it was trying to aim more at being a reboot than a continuation. Right. Yeah. Um, I th- Okay, so I think the, the best part of uh, of Frosty's Winter Wonderland, so the, the older one, uh, I, th- I felt like it really had that, still had that Rankin and Bass, like... Um, mm. Like classicness to it, yeah. The look to it, yeah. It had yeah. the look. The music was kind of consistent. Like the story, mm. I mean, it had all the feeling of like this is something I would have watched. You know, like I would watch this after the other Frosty. And it mm-hmm. made sense. Um, so it has this very classic nature to it, which I really enjoyed. Uh, and all those things contribute to it. The the music, the whatever. That being said, like they weren't. It wasn't groundbreaking necessarily. No. But it was cute, and if I'm, like, looking for classic holiday stuff, I would feel comfortable incorporating this into that circulation, and, and I would enjoy that. Yeah, agreed. Um, as far as Frosty Returns, um, y- you know, like, uh, part of me wants to say, like, ooh, the the voice cast of it, right? But, But the first one has a very iconic voice cast as mm-hmm. does this one, but in a different way. This one this relies on a lot of big name, like well-established actors who are doing just basically doing their own voice. And the other one has people who like yeah. actually were voice actors. Like it. So it's kind of like they're both good in their own way. Um, so past that, then I would say the thing that, that, with Frosty Returns, I think I, I would probably gravitate more towards was like the music 
was arranged well. Mm-hmm. It was, I don't remember it. But, but you it remember the like, arrangement of it. But I remember being like, when we listened to it, being like, well, that's at least an engaging song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's other good stuff about Frosty Returns, but I think the best part would probably be the music. And they took some more musical chances. It was like they wrote their own stuff and it wasn't just yeah like regurgitating i don't necessarily think that frosty returns is voice cast correctly i don't think it's wrong but i think it misses the mark on the classicness of it yeah but it's it's that same trope where like it's the same problem that like aladdin had where like Mm. ron williams was afraid of like if you put me in this thing that this is going to become a trend where it's just Mm -hmm. like big name voices one after the next and that's exactly what we've gotten to Mm. Um, and so I feel like that's what happened here. Lauren Michaels was like, well, I could populate this with like very popular names. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll be fine. Whatever. And so like, and you see that happening mm. and it happens in some of these other ones we'll cover too mm-hmm. late down the road. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think the voice acting in both of them are fine. It's just like this one, I, you know, like it's for as good as the people are who are doing it. I also would have liked to have heard like more contemporary actual like specific voice actors, whether it was like a Billy West or Maurice LaMarche or yes, you know, whoever. Yeah. D Bradley Baker, Mm -hmm. whatever. Correct. Yeah. So, um, second question. Do you think these movies stand on their own? I think that, I mean, that's really hard because these are just kind of just cartoons. I mean, there's nothing really, um, and I don't want to say re- like rewarding, but I there's nothing holding its feet to the fire to make sure that I hope not. it should, well, it should be the same as the first movie, right? Yeah. There's, there's no gamble to it. Right. Um, having said that, I think the first one is fine but i think the second one i it's so like disjointed yeah from the first one that i'm just really lost i would be really lost if i didn't know right yeah so yes and no yeah i think so i think mine is no and yes i think winter wonderland does not hold up on its own the original the old one the rankin and bass one doesn't hold up on its own because it is a like a seems like a direct continuation of the first one storyline mm-hmm. where like he's coming back from the north pole and whatever else like if you didn't know what the story was about how he got the magic hat or whatever but there's no but all you got to do is the song the song is all you need yeah but that's not what we're asking about we're but asking- honestly though you don't need any other explanation but the song do you know what I mean? The song has already already been there. Why is he in the North Pole? Why is he? In, who cares that he's in the North Pole? He's coming back. That's, but that's part of the the thing. That's a that's why is he in Bean Town? Why is he in Bean Town? In the second in one? the second one, yes. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No, what I'm saying is Frosty's Winter Wonderland, the Rankin and Bass one. Mm-hmm does not stand on its own because it relies mm-hmm. off the continuation of the story from the first. But the second Incorrect. one, Frosty Returns, does stand on its own. No. Because it doesn't can really connect to the first and one. And I go the opposite way. How does it rely on the first one? How does it rely on the first one? 
Because why is he in Beantown? Why is he? Why? So, why is he in Beantown? Why is he with these other kids? Is he going around? Is he a gypsy? Is Frosty a gypsy? That's what I want to know. So how does that connect to the first one? So why do I need to know what the first movie does to explain what's happening in Frosty Returns? Because I don't know what the hell's going on in Frosty Returns. Because none of it is connected to it. Right. Because it so should it be. it stands on its own. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It's so disjointed because from it. Gets... I don't think it does. I think it needs to. Well, you don't even... He doesn't even have the magic hat already. Mm. He gets the hat from we her. Are, we are uh, agreeing to disagree. Yeah. And it's okay. Sometimes you're wrong and I'm right. Yes. And sometimes I'm wrong and you're right. <laughs> Wait. No. You're fine. <laughs> you good. Okay, um, does this make you want to watch Frosty the Snowman, the original one? Why would I watch it? It's ridiculous and stupid. What? Who's in Beantown? How's it getting in Beantown? No, I'm just joking. No, I get what you're saying about the, yeah. the, the previous question. Um, I just don't quite agree because I don't think that we need to. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, does this uh, make me want to watch the first one? The first one absolutely makes me want to watch the first one. I love the first one. Yeah. It is like my second or third favorite holiday special. Um, so I absolutely want to watch the first one compared to the second one. The uh, Frosty Returns, I could give a shit about. I did not like that movie. Can you tell? Yeah, I, I can. I thought it was just not great. Yeah. It does not make me want to watch the first one. It makes me want to watch the Peanuts. I thought it was a ripoff of a Peanuts movie. Yeah, it makes me want to watch the Peanuts movie. Yes, and and I think exactly. that's a shame. I think they were riding on a coattail of something that that was wrong. Yes, you know what I mean. Now, okay, so and this will be weird. So, I think I'm with you. Like the first one, absolutely makes me want to watch the original mm-hmm. Frosty. Frosty Returns. It doesn't make me want to watch that. It kind of makes me want to watch Peanuts, but. The thing it reminded me of most was the David S. Pumpkins Halloween special. Yes, yes, it did. And it was almost like he he was like, "Well, I've done this before." Mm-hmm. Like there was a reason that thing seemed so polished. It's because Lauren Michaels has done this before mm-hmm. with, and even like the animation seemed similar. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, clunky like, like yeah, that. A little bit, yeah. yeah, but still very. There wasn't like Rankin Bass level. No, but it was. You know, very stylized. I'll tell you so. what both these movies make me want to do. They make me want to get a Frosty from Wendy's. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chocolate or vanilla? Oh, chocolate. Is that the original? It was yeah. chocolate? chocolate? Why do they have vanilla then? Because um, you can put different things in it. Like, you, I, like a plain canvas anyway. Whatever. Well, because I think people people start treating them more like uh, ice cream treats by themselves. Rather oh, okay. Than, um. And I never thought they were quite as good, but the chocolate ones are good. Okay. I tried making one myself, but it was not the same. But they make me want to eat a Frosty from Wendy's. Yes. Yeah. Um, The second one Look, makes I was, me want to watch Father shitting, of the Pride with I was shitting with Father of the Pride. I was shitting upon that movie a little bit too much. Like There are moments of that movie that I'm like, I totally get it. I get what you're saying about the David S. Pumpkin thing. Um, I also just didn't enjoy it because it wasn't classic yeah in a way yeah and a lot of times i rail against that like i want something new 
But when it comes to the traditions of Christmas, I kind of just want something familiar because I'm really busy trying to figure stuff out and I just want to relax. And I just want to watch something classic sometimes. I don't want something new sometimes. Yeah, I don't want to learn the Brian Doyle Murphy rap. I don't want to learn that. Like, And I don't want to learn you know, the Devo hits yeah. of whatever. What? It just was wrong. And I don't know. You leave Devo out of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, would you reboot, continue, or cancel? Um, this is weird because we got two different paths of stuff. Yeah, there's two different paths. Uh, reboot the first, keep going with the first one. Um, cancel the second one. Okay, so I'm gonna say cancel to both for two different reasons. The first one, I don't think you need to keep adding to. It's classic. Story's done. Let's just leave it at that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't need You're to wrong, going. but that's fine. I don't need to keep going to, like, a Shrek the Third kind You're of wrong. thing, but with Frosty. Whatever. We need, we need a Frosty the Third. No. Where the donkey comes in. <laughs> uh, where they Snow have, donkey. Well, and they even show, like, a future thing of them with little snow babies. At, I get what the, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think I think that one's classic, and I don't think we need people to keep screwing around with it. Um, but in the same vein, for Frosty Returns, I just don't want them to keep going with that. <laughs> like, I'm no, done. I didn't I'm even done. want I didn't want that to begin with. Yes, so I'm I think cancel, but for two different reasons. And then some of your experience in two words. Uh, for each one of them, or just two words in general. Two words in general. Frosty Wendy's. Frosty Wendy's mm-hmm. because you want a Frosty from Wendy's. Yep. <laughs> See, I was thinking Frosty Reception. Frostbite. Frostbite. Yeah, because the second one bit. <laughs> oh, I'm being mean to it. I know I am, but there was something. There's something just so sweet and classic about that first one. There is that when you take take the second one, I'm like, what are you doing to this thing? Yeah, I agree. It, you're com- you're making a combination of the peanuts and frosty. The it snowman. was, and I think you were just using that it as almost, a, like a. It was like a. To- it was almost like a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing where. But it didn't work. Yeah. It, it just made me think about going. Why does this look like the peanuts? Yeah. Why did you do that? Yes. Do you know what I mean? And it, it, it took me out of it. Yeah. You know, but it does. It does have its merits. Yeah. I guess it's just not. I don't think it was it, it did it correctly for me. Yeah. Well, see, I I think frosty reception because and again with kind of doing a double meaning, I think. You know, I think about like, hey, in the first one, you know, we're we're receiving frosty back with all of this. We're you mm-hmm. know, like I, I think it's well received. I think that, um, you know, we're willing to accept that this is like the second part of everything that we have going on here, whereas with the more modern one, the Lauren Michaels produced one, I think like it kind of leaves me cold it leaves me kind of like distant from it. And I give it kind of the cold shoulder with that. Um, so yeah, I say frosty reception mm-hmm. because I can use that in two different ways. Yeah. Good for you. They can use it two different ways. Right. You like the first one and the second one that kind of works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Well, you've been deuced on Frosty. And it's been a wild and crazy ride, folks. But 
people can find us in certain places. You know that, Jeremy? Yeah. Like you can find us sometimes on YouTube. Yeah. Wow. Strangely enough. Strangely enough, just sometimes. Yes. If if the rights of the songs that we use are correct, you can find us on YouTube. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to find this one on YouTube. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but where can people else find us if they don't want YouTube? Uh, people, can also, YouTube. people can also find us on uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere where you can get like the uh, like do like podcatching. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Deuce Podcast or at the Deuce Podcast page, and then you can also get us on Twitter at Deuce Podcast. Um, also, while you're there. Uh, if you look up uh, our podcast mates, the Always Up Network, we use the hashtag AUN. Uh, we always have somebody who's putting out new product or putting out new material, people from all over the globe. So we always have somebody up, somebody always producing. Uh, so definitely go check those out as well. Do that. And remember, folks, the sequel is king. You know, kid. Maybe it's time you tried a different approach. Sometimes when the words just fail you, you're scared but you know they're wrong. I found that I get much further when I turn my thoughts to song. You know why you love this season, the joy that the snow can bring. So why should you stop to reason? Just open your heart and sing. Let there be snow. Let there be snow Need I remind you the autumn's behind you Let the wind blow This is a time of year to make Figure eights across the lake Such a magical sight When the world's dressed all in white Whoa, let there be snow The days may grow short and grayer The cold may nip at your nose But once there's a six-inch layer, those soft flakes beneath your toes, you can't help but want to taste it or jump in a snowy pile. Why not build a fort or igloo or find a window to print your smile? Oh, let there be snow. Let there be snow. Close down the schools and let's act like fools. There's parties to throw. I thought once you made your fortune, you could sit back and count your loot. But now that I've conquered Beansboro, I'm ready to trade this suit. I want a crown that fits me. I want a cape that flows. Six yards of fur and velvet, right down to my crooked toes. There's no more snow. There's no more snow. Look how they love me, the clouds up above me Couldn't compete with my toe Let Mother Nature try to win I'll give her blizzards quite a spin Just try and stop me No one can stop me Let my kingship begin Let there be snow Let there be snow This kind of weather brings people together so friendships can grow. Why should we sit around and wait for summer days to celebrate? Such a magical sight when the world's dressed in white. Oh, let there be snow. Hey, Charles, this is Frosty. Nice to meet you.